Here we go, it's the General Knowledge Podcast, Season 3, Episode 15. Today's uh, Saturday the 22nd of May, and of course we've got the boys with me today, Andy Soames and Ethan Nash, uh, both with us for this episode. Uh, Andy, how you going, man? Thanks for coming on and spending some time for a, for a yarn, the Savi. Yeah, I'm going good, brother. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, really good. Um, looking forward to today's chat. You've been hitting um, the skies lately, mate? Um, actually, well, we did a show the day that I hit the skies. So I'm hitting the skies tomorrow morning. We're doing forced landings, General. Forced landings. Oh, nice. That's intense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, it is a little bit intense. Yeah. Hope yeah. you've you so been hitting the flight sims, making sure you can nail that shit. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be landing, um, you'll be like the guy landing on the Hudson, but you'll be on the Brisbane River. <laughs> <laughs> Sully, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we'll be doing that over Jim Boomba tomorrow morning at probably about seven thirty. So if you look up and see see me sort of buzzing over the top of your, you know, your property, your farmhouse down that way, I'll keep an eye out, mate. Yeah. To, yeah, just keep an eye out. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get the laser, I'll get the laser pointer out and start drawing at your cockpit. <laughs> Damn, we hate people like you. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be you won't be Sully, Thanks. you'll be I'll be calling you Somesy. Somesy landed on the Brisbane River. <laughs> <laughs> make, That's make, right. Make sure you avoid uh, forced landings into any particular towers, Andy. I'm watching you, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> all forced oh, landing stuff. I'm <laughs> getting a bit nervous, mate. If it all goes to shit, and then say, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm on, on my last day on this planet, I'm just going to drive that airplane straight. <laughs> <laughs> we just do to, not condone this message. I was just about to say, just to clarify, Andy is joking, by the way. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> For oh comedic God. purposes oh, only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Andy. Fuck him. Yeah, uh, Ethan, man. Hey, how you going, uh, Ethan? Thanks for joining us for uh, for today's uh, chat, mate. 
Yeah, good boys, good boys. Um, it's fantastic to be here. Nice Saturday afternoon. Good weather, finally. After some storms for the last month here in Queensland, so it's good. Join it. And you've been pumping out the uh, the work as per usual over at TOTTnews.com. Once again, everyone, of course, please head over there and follow through with what we're uh, discussing on today's show and all of Ethan's articles. Join up as a member as well. Um, he's got some good member content there. Like I was just mentioning before we started recording, uh, I was enjoying one of your recent member podcasts, Ethan. It was really cool. We had, um, I mean, we've talked about the, uh, what was it with John Hamer, you know, the, um, history falsification of science and all that sort of stuff. And he's written books about the falsification of history. Um, and you know, that was basically the, um, direction you were going in that podcast. Um, and I think you, did you want to let them, let the folks know that you were, what you told me just before about John? Ah, yeah. So um, I hope to get um, two Johns. Um, oh, which John are you referring out. to? Yeah, I was referring to John the Bond. Oh, John the Oh, hoping... JLB. I thought you were talking about John Hamer. Right. Yes, no, but there's there's lots of Johns going around, mate. It's very interesting. We keep our eye on these people. Huh? And pseudonyms everywhere. <laughs> but no, I actually, I actually want to pick um, John Hamer's brain on um, space, the topic of space. Oh, but yeah, cool. With... With history, you know, I've just, as you mentioned, just been exploring just the concept of what is history? What do we know as history? You know, we've heard, obviously, all the time. It's one of the biggest things that you've probably seen in the, the you know, alternative conspiracy truth realm um, that we sort of navigate in. History, you know, hidden history. Was it aliens? All this type of stuff. And just trying to draw back the curtain a little bit and look at, well, how much do we actually know about history itself? How far it really goes back? who started teaching it when did they start teaching it where are the primary sources you know a lot of people don't peel back the onion layers general and and look at the sources for themselves and 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 you know try to dispel some of the myths that Mm. quite frankly a lot of us have been taught since we were very young can i just say that stuff when you started to talk about and i i I can't believe i never even really kind of considered it but when you started talking about when you know who and when did they start teaching history as a subject i was like oh fuck that's so simple that's true like who started teaching history when like and where like where did this all begin and then you when you find out like you were saying some of the oldest schools um that we in like universities when i say schools and being like universities uh when they started teaching things like history you know it's not that long ago like it's quite recent to be honest you know, and you think, why not? Yeah. Why were they not teaching history, you know, in all the time before then? Like, it just, that, that kind of does, doesn't add up to me. It's really interesting. It is, mate. It is, you know, and, and it's just sort of, when you look at these things, as you said, it sort of clicks a little bit and you go, well, hang on a minute. Well, that's, it, it's sort of right in front of your face. Let's go to the sort of the basis. Who's telling us these narratives and everything? And as you said, mate, it's, it's fascinating when you discover these things, especially when you consider a university like Oxford, which is supposed to have been started in the early, what, 1100s. They don't know their exact date, but they predict that's how long they've been around. Yet it took them 700 years to develop a history department or to have people that were qualified to teach history, historians. Mm. Which, you know, that's just one example of a university. There's a lot of other universities that are much younger. There's people that are alive today that are older than some university departments at history at universities. Um, So, 
it begs the question, you know, just trying to peel back the layer. Well, if these are the people that started teaching this long ago, well, then what were their sources? And that's what I'm trying to really just unveil and really just say, as we were speaking about last week, mate, you know how we were speaking to John about the underlying premises of things. A lot of people believe and, you know, criticize and, and argue and, and build their frameworks within something that's based on key assumptions. But if you just peel back and examine those key assumptions, that's when you start to unveil a whole different um, rabbit hole to go down. Mate. Yeah, and that's that's what I think is it's kind of key because, like, fair enough, we we you know we do this this podcast regularly. We talk about you know current news and events and stuff. But if you, it really helps to know, you know, what everything we're talking about is kind of based on and and what the current paradigm is all based on. Because if, when you start to illustrate and tell people and, and show them that. You know, wait a minute, like, you know, even just things like vaccine and vaccine science, because we talk about the COVID stuff all the time, you know, like, even mm. that stuff isn't that old, you know, and, and when you really dig into it and look at um, actual examples of, of these so-called, you know, outbreaks and vaccination programs and things, you start to get, it paints you in a, a different picture than what is, I guess, currently taught, you know, to people or shown to people and the current narrative that's always um, you know, perpetrated amongst things like the media and, and government entities and things about safe and effective, and you know they they always you know these vaccine programs work and blah blah blah. But when you look at the history of things like that for yourself, and you start to look at actual sources of things, and you think, wow, fuck, these things have been what, killing people and and being the cause of outbreaks and stuff. You know, like it's there's always outbreaks right when there's a vaccination program put in place. Like it's just crazy. So it's just similar little things like that. But when we go into bigger topics, yeah, like we talk about things like the moon hoax and I mean, sorry, the moon landing hoax and all these other different things about history, it helps to know yep. that all of this stuff is is not based on. Um, you know, like like when we talked about earlier, you're going going and searching for the primary sources, and when you realise that the primary source for whatever the certain uh, subject and topic is that we're, we're sort of talking about, the primary source for that, like I was, I was joked about earlier, it's it's just written down by some some guy in a bar napkin, and it's that got, that's that's <laughs> that's that's now the primary source. You're like, well, wait a minute, that's what? It's like one book written by an unknown author, and that's what everyone goes by as the primary source, and it just gets handed on from down there. So. Uh, yeah, history Absolutely, it's mate. a fascinating topic. I really love it. I've been really getting into it in the last sort of six to twelve months, and yeah, can't get enough of it because yeah, it really does. You peel those onion layers back, mate, and um, you kind of realise it all just falls apart, you know. Absolutely, mate. And you raise some great points there about. I think it's it's really important to raise that this notion that yes, you might see these as disconnected topics. You talk about of science and the corruption of science and then we might talk about people that are questioning history or things like space and the moon landing etc etc but a lot of people to your to some of the points that you made there general it's it's very interconnected because the same methodology and same critical thinking and the same discoveries that you make with some of these larger topics for example where are the primary sources of history trace them back if you actually traced them back yourself etc etc well it's the same on the smaller micro scale with the fabrication of science etc and it's not just that they're related in terms of you just go back and peel it's almost like the wizard of oz general you peel back the curtain and it's just you know some little person there um you <laughs> yeah. know with the whole charade you're just like you were the one that made up this whole myth like you yeah um it's the same for all of those topics but 
they're not just related, they're also interconnected in a way as well to the point where we've, you know, I've spoken a lot about this, this whole scientific revolution that happened where science really just took over and morphed the minds of the masses that were out there, created a mythos that really replaced the religion, the, the world religion at the time. And this was with the intention of these Royal Society, um, you know, bloodlines and these eugenicists that formed around, the, you know, the late 1800s building from the 1700s. Up to that point, we look at the rest of it, the falsification of science. We look at history. We look at everything. It all spans back to this time period, the emergence of technology, all around this key time period, something big happened around here. It's not that just these topics are related. It's that potentially, mate, we could trace this back to um, something big that happened there and trying to unravel really what that glass ceiling is around that time period. Mm. You know, so I think it's fascinating, mate. Yeah, sure. there's, there's definitely this definitely this gap in 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 our timeline, isn't there? Like. That's another aspect I really enjoy looking into is this whole, you know, like when you going back in the years and realizing that things like perhaps like the the Middle Ages or, you know, that sort of time period was just inserted into our history, you know, like just to kind of fill a gap or a mm. void that sort of they couldn't account for, you know, the so-called historians couldn't account for this time period. So they just kind of threw in a couple of hundred years here and there. Like, it's just, it's really fascinating stuff. And if you really dig down to it, it's um, it, it's an, just an endless rabbit hole. That's so interesting to get into though. Uh, I love it. I can't get enough Absolutely. of it. So can't wait for the next one, mate, on, on that member podcast of yours. For sure. Mm. Um, for sure, mate. Once Absolutely. Again, and for, yeah. the, for the listeners out there, you know, definitely get onto it as well. I was going to say, start is that, expanding your minds, start what, questioning things. Is that a paid content one or is it? can they just join up and, and get that one? Uh, so that is just for members at the moment. But if you are a free subscriber, subscription pieces do come um, down the line, which sort of takes some of the key points from them. So you can get a preview of it all and everything. If yeah, you, okay. Um, don't want to sign up but there's a lot of there's a lot of controversial thoughts in the the membership section you know it's not really for the public side of things the paywalls more yes it's there for support but as we've spoken about it's more of that um sort of a barrier that just keeps people out that you don't really want you know <laughs> yeah. in there it's, it's funny that you say that but that it's true it. yeah it, and it yeah. makes sense you kind of have to do that in a sense um yeah it man. is you know some of these thoughts you know we can talk about it but you know when you really get and you know we've I've listened to some of your podcasts behind your paywall, General. You know when you really get to those deeper, deeper fundamental things, there are a lot of controversial topics that could be potentially used against you in the future and things that you say. But you know that provides some sort of a safety net because it's not on the public forum where just anybody can come along and and do it. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah, do- that is that. But we'll be talking about it for. I'll be talking about it for years to come. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. a big topic. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's plenty there to, to go through. Um, and thanks again to both your members and, and my members who have um, signed up and, and they support the work we're doing and they get and they get that extra content. They just just for them because they're awesome. They're putting their hard earned dollars towards us. Um, you know, and you you and I both give something back to those people, which is fantastic. And I hope they enjoy it. And there's plenty more still to come. Um, I think I've done like. 16 or 17 fucking what am I up to where is it uh, 17 so I did the Titanic conspiracy with John Hamer that was awesome and that was bonus show number 17 so there's um, 17 actual mm. bonus shows people can actually get hold of 
Um, and if they, they can just join for a month and download them all and, you know, wait a couple more months and if they want to, you know, cancel it and then get back on again, I don't care what they do, but if every little bit helps. So if um, anyone wants to enjoy yep. that extra content, yeah, then you'll, you'll know where to find it. It's in the show notes. Just click on the links and, um, yeah, help us out. Uh, enough about that. Let's um, move on. Andy, I'm going to throw uh, over to you and I just wanted to get your take on some of the things that we've been um, seeing. I hope you've had your, I mean, you're on there fairly often you're on social media looking at some of these things gets that gets put up um but let's let's have a little quick chat about what we've been seeing in terms of the damage that's being done uh, by these vaccines and i mentioned it on a previous show folks would have remembered from let's have a quick look here i think it was the last episode actually yeah uh so episode uh, 14 uh when we put that one up i talked about how the media is attacking the astrazeneca vaccine they're going after it. Every time we see anything in the media about any adverse event, it's always linked to the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, and I, I do believe there's a reason for that. They are targeting it on purpose and they want that one gone and they want everyone to open, you know, uh, sorry, to accept with open arms uh, the mRNA vaccines, which is, of course, the Pfizer and the Moderna-style um, jabs which will be the next slot because they're already you know, pretty sure the government has already purchased a whole bunch of them from Moderna and and Pfizer as well because um, they're expecting to be jabbing a lot more people, which I'll get into in a minute with regards to the uptake on the vaccine. But first of all, mate, um, you're still see- I'm still seeing it. Are you still seeing this in the media with regards to going after the AstraZeneca? I mean, we've seen this nurse come you know recently coming out saying there was a big piece done about her uh, having her ad- adverse event. She survived, luckily enough. But um, what about these groups we're in, Andy? I mean, look at the carnage we're seeing, mate. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, that that I think we mentioned in the last show that it was incredible that that was even even uh, broadcast, even if it was for AstraZeneca. That, mm-hmm. that anything, any negative sort of like commentary in regards to vaccines, period, like it was very oh, two, very two years ago, you'd never hear it. Broadcasting. Oh, even less. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, so yeah, it kind of it, it. Our question really was like, what are they? What's what's actually going on? Like with that, you know, for them to suddenly dropping these you know, truth bombs about adverse reactions to vaccines. So yeah, I mean, and the only possible conclusion that I think you're probably right in regards to some sort of you know, inter-industry war with um you know between. Between the big giants and the pharmaceutical world, have you have you noticed, um, Andy, that the language has changed as well? Because go back maybe when did the rollout begin, boys? Do you remember? Was it March in in Australia? Uh, about then, yeah, yeah, late February, March. It yeah, began. okay, and that was, of course, you know, the nurses and doctors that were really and the you know the front line medical people or whatever that they were in the fa- yeah. first phase yeah phase 1a or whatever um so the language then compared to now andy do you, i've noticed that they've gone from things like you know like they might say oh look uh man suffers rare blood clots um uh not likely linked to the vaccine or unlikely linked or no link to the vaccine now i mean i shared a, a news headline out of Adelaide uh, two days ago on the 20th. And this is the headline now. Breaking. South Australian man gets blood clots likely linked to vaccine. 
I mean, am I going crazy or has the language changed? You know what I mean? Uh, probably both, actually. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. Yeah, fucking oath. But see, but I mean, sir, am I the only um, one that's noticing this? Like, they've they've flipped the language. They've gone from, you know, distancing any sort of adverse event from any vaccine. It's you know, the keeping the mantra of safe and effective in the in the headlines to now saying, you know likely likely linked like they're actually saying well it's yeah it's probably the vaccine that's doing this and of course they always name the astrazeneca vaccine yeah um man i look you know jury's out in my mind i i really don't know i really can't work it out general i can't i think we probably just need some some more time to look at this and just see how it all plays out but it, it's extremely unusual because to me like uh, this isn't i have you know it's not this is again part of a, a plan. We'll call it a business plan, like you love to do, because I, it, you're probably right. Because it's you don't just put these things out in the media and, and attack a product like this for no reason. And like I said just before, they've purchased these mRNA style vaccines from you know, Pfizer and Moderna uh, because that's the direction I believe they want to go down. They want to get rid of the AstraZeneca one, and they want everyone taking the Pfizer and Moderna ones instead. I, I don't know. I don't know why that is. I do, maybe I do, because I mean, I'm pretty sure the AstraZeneca one here has, you know, uh, what is it? It's got um, DNA inside the uh, chimpanzee adenovirus that they use as the vector, like, whereas the, the other ones are mRNA vaccines, so they're slightly different and they target different things. But I mean, there's just as much damage being done by the fucking Moderna and Pfizer ones. But let's tie in, I mean, we've seen, because I wanted to bring it up, was I have to bring it up, this footage we've been seeing coming from, mostly I'd say from overseas, because we haven't had the Moderna ones here, but a lot of these people who have been having the Moderna vaccines, there's fucking magnets sticking to their arms, for fuck's sake. Have you seen this? (laughs) Am I, I, again, am I taking the crazy pills here? That's shit, that's Um, shit's weird, man. And it's not just one or two videos, I've seen dozens of them. Magnets yeah. stick into people's arms in oh, the, at why? the injection site. That's that's some fucking freaky shit, man. Like, <laughs> come on. Is this not ringing alarm? I, I saw that when I was like, my jaw dropped. I was like, what? What is in these things? And these are the ones that they're pushing now for, to have here in Australia. You know what I mean? Like, I doubt you could go up to anyone who's had the, the AZ and put a magnet on their arm. I don't reckon it probably wouldn't do anything. They seem to be going real hard on these... Um, on these other ones, and um, f- who knows? There's um, nanotechnology in the. I mean, that was stated. There is nanotechnology. That doesn't necessarily mean nanobots, as in metallic substances that could be, you know, um, magnetized or magnetic or, or ferrous, as they as the, as it's called, in order to have a magnet stick to it. But oh well, man, what is it? What is it doing? What is happening to these people? These poor people. I mean, fuck. I know it. It is nuts, but I mean, we. I mean, we really don't know what they're. What's in the liquid, do we? We really don't know. Mm, that's right. Because the industry is just so full of lies, and the and the all of the information in regards to C nineteen is all lies and disinformation. Yeah, even even from the from the truth community and everything like that, a lot of it is incorrect. 
it, it, you really, really do have to, you know, like look at any particular thing. And, Great point. Oh, and, I, I, I completely get where you're coming from, get... Ando. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you can't just say and accept that that's, as, that's the truth and that's what's happening. But, I mean, that's pretty damn weird, though. Like, yes, I will admit, every single one of those videos could, of course, be faked and produced. And I could probably do that myself now by, you know, maybe putting fucking glue or moistening it or, you know, yeah. just using something other than a magnet or something, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but it is strange, right. but I've seen a lot of them and they are, you know, you, you look at these people's um, social media accounts and I, you know, scroll back and through and these these don't seem like faked accounts that have just been put up in the last week or so. These, these people have been on there for years and they look like regular people that thought they were doing the right thing. I, I haven't come across one that I've thought, Oh, that's bullshit. That's definitely fake. I haven't seen one yet out of out of the probably nearly twenty odd that I've seen um, in terms of the the magnets uh, sticking to these people. But I do, uh, yeah. I, um, I will say, yeah, for the record, they, it, it's definitely a possibility. Um, but Ethan, um, let me before we keep going, I'll, I'll throw to Andy again next on the next topic. Uh, but what's your take on that, man? Like. That's that's some bizarre shit, man. Magnets sticking very, to people's injection sites. Yeah. yeah, very bizarre, General. It's um, the eugenicists uh, coming for their what they envision is their cattle, mate, to try and brand them. And what's going on with um, the branding that's happening through these vaccine COVAX operation COVAX shots? Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Like Andy raised a good point. Obviously, you can't take everything on face value we live in an information war etc etc but if we are to take it on face value that these videos are for real i would potentially assume that it's potentially all of the uh micro needles um the vaccine patches type um injection that they've been doing at mit and other institutes throughout the last year they've been trying to see how they can embed um what is it micro needles under the skin as like a tracking mechanism so you know if we're talking about the things that are sticking and everything you know that could be an avenue that i could potentially see is is plausible if that's happening because they've said that's something that we do want to put into the vaccines we want to and it's become this whole thing now you know they push it back against the conspiracy movement like oh you believe there's going to be trackers in your skin and stuff but no micro needles and dissolvable barcode ink tattoos and all this type of stuff is researched and real. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's being put into these shots. And so that's as, like, that's what I think in, in terms of that. But to raise another point, um, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts as well. It almost seems like for me, I believe that all of these vaccines are like, I don't even think that there is a difference between them. I think that there, this is just an Orwellian game that's being played you know like these fake like they have fake countries like eurasia etc etc and fake enemies that don't exist it's almost like in my mind the way that i'm seeing it is we are being herded towards pfizer and moderna etc etc because they were always the only ones you know there's there's always only ever been one shot at all if you look at the covax agreement that's why i call it operation covax it's the um, COVAX facility agreement where all of the facilitation of the shots goes through the big World Health Organization donated from every country funded facility, which is making sure that they get distributed equally to the world. 
So who knows? Like I'm, I'm just suspicious myself that there is even a difference between the vaccines. It's probably just one shot. And what I assume could be happening is the media are then criticizing the AstraZeneca vaccine and some of the things that it's causing as a way to potentially gain a false trust from the public to say, see, we're telling you about the dangers of the AstraZeneca shot. So when the Pfizer one comes in, you'll believe us when we say it's safe, won't you? Yeah. You yeah. see how this Definitely. psychological game well. could yeah. potentially be working? You know, because it, it raises a lot of good points. Why are the media always, you know, crunching down on AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca, and now there's surveys showing 8 in 10 Australians have concerns about side effects, even if they're going to take it. It almost seems like it's a big ploy general that's working on a, on a mass scale. And I'm even suspicious that there's a difference between the shots. You know, it's just a big Orwellian psychological game that's happening. Yeah, like a, just a clever marketing campaign in a sense too. Um, good points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, do, I agree. A lot of points there. But yeah. I, no, I agree with what you're saying too. I do. They're definitely hurting people towards it. So when they do roll it out, uh, the uptake is, is probably going to be a lot higher and people will be like, Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't trust that AstraZeneca one. This one's going to be way better, and they'll all go and get this one. You know, um, yeah, yeah. That's definitely. Uh, oh, that will happen. That will absolutely happen. That'll a lot more people. Even though I saw that link, you and I shared it as well today. Like you said, uh, ABC in Australia put up that uh, article about their hesitancy, and they've done another um, survey or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, eight out of ten, eighty percent of people, uh, I, I don't want it. They don't want to take the, the jab. Yeah, that's that's a phenomenal number and that ties in with a headline I shared just recently where I said I just did the laughing face and the clown face I said no one wants your poison this was out of the Guardian uh, Andy I'm going to just give me your first impression on this one uh, headline reads nurse administers one COVID vaccine in eight hours at Victorian hub as uh, New South Wales ramps up their rollout <laughs> yeah I saw that yeah <laughs> That was crazy too. One, <laughs> one in eight hours. No one wants your fucking point. To be. Give me your first. When you see that, what does that mean? What's that? What's that telling you when you see those sort of headlines? Well, that that was really strange too. You know that that was more more the same of the you know bagging out the AstraZeneca like vaccine, like because it, it's it's more negative press about the you know the, the vaccine rollout, which again surprised me. You know that uh, that it was, you know, that the mainstream media were actually like broadcasting the truth. So, um, yeah, look, I, I'm just I'm still at a loss to understand what their what their game plan is with this sort of stuff. Mm. What's your, but, what's your um, game here, boy? Yeah, and no, I I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, I, I'm sorry, General. I haven't got any answers for you, but uh, it, it is it is interesting and very strange and only time will tell what's going on with that you know mm. all right so we'll yeah. put we'll put a uh, little bookmark on that one and put just a hold uh, on that yeah one we'll now. keep an eye on that one we'll, we'll dog ear that come page back. come back to it yeah um Please. the other thing i wanted to mention too boys so uh this i think this video came out of uh, the uk so the mr the uh, moderna mRNA vaccine that's now on the market, right? So people have been looking up the ingredient list because it kind of got released that uh, here's, here's this list of ingredients in this uh, particular product. And people have been looking into it going, what's, what are all these things? 
And uh, lo and behold, there was a particular ingredient in the uh, Moderna mRNA vaccine. And the ingredient is, you know, it's uh, just titled SM102, SM-102. Uh, now, people are like, oh, what's what's SM102? So they, they search it up. They look up where this, what, what this chemical is, who makes it. They've gone to, there's a company called Cayman Chemical who produces SM102. They go to that Cayman Chemical website. They search up the, um, what is it called? The MSDS, the uh, Material Safety Data Sheet, which is available on their website to download for their product. Now, again, this is what's in as an ingredient in these this particular vaccine. And that shows you a list of the safety uh, material for this thing. And let's just, I'll just go over some of these things that uh, this particular chemical. Uh, so highly flammable liquid and vapor. It bears the skull and crossbones label, fatal in contact with skin, uh, health hazard says, suspected of causing cancer, suspected of damaging fertility of, where is it? Let me, of the unborn child. So suspected of damaging fertility or the unborn child. So pregnant women, it will, it, it can, uh, and has been suspected to damage your fetus, uh, causes damage to the central nervous system, the respiratory system, and through prolonged and repeated exposure as well. Uh, the kidneys, it, it attacks the kidneys. Uh, like this, this is what's this one of these, one of these particular ingredients is. And of course, it might not be in a very large quantity. It might be any small. Uh, people are also saying, "Oh no, that that chemicals." It's, that's not what's actually dangerous. It's the chloroform that this chemical is used in conjunction with, which is also in the vaccine apparently, and that's that's what's doing all the damage. That's what's uh, really dangerous. But I, I think, well, if this chemical is showing you all these things that it does, and and like I just mentioned, then it, like I said, it has things like uh, damage to the central nervous system. People are having strokes. Damage to the kidneys. Uh, I'm not too sure what we can link to that one. Uh, the respiratory system. So people, of course, having you know respiratory failure and uh, you know things like blood clots and stuff in their lungs. Um, the fertility one or the unborn child. How many examples, lads, have we seen of women posting up in these groups who are who have had miscarriages? They've been they've had the, a healthy fetus, you know, and then they find out they have the shot a couple of days later. Bang! They've they've had a miscarriage. They've lost a child. Um, just crazy, just insane. You know the level, the amount that we've seen with people having these vaccines and then losing their kids when they're when they're when they're pregnant, um, and of course the cancer one as well. That about that's a long term one, so we won't know the effects of that that sort of stuff for years to come. Crazy. That's what's come out, and this is what they're pushing us towards. They're pushing us towards the vaccine that has this particular ingredient in it that causes these things, and that's what we're seeing. I just needed to bring that to people's attention. Um, crazy, crazy stuff, boys. Uh, any thoughts on that particular... I don't know if you saw that, but I did share that video, uh, Andy. Did, uh, did you see that one when I put it up? Or have you seen that information recently? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have. Um, it's very sobering stuff, hey? Mm. Mm. And, but, but then again, like uh, you, you show someone who's who's doubtful or who, who wants to, you know, can't wait to have their shot. And, you know... I don't think that's that's even going to be that's that information is going to wake some people up. They're just some people are just too far gone. They are, mate. Yeah, yeah. I had this chat with um, Alona the other night, 
you know, like I just I was I was in a in a bit of a moment, and I was saying to her, I'm just I'm just over after 16 months of all of this. If you can't see, you know that this you know is an obvious scam, and that these vaccine that these vaccines have got nothing to do with your health um, or pro health, then you know then you really like you're on your own. I've had enough of you. What? Um, but, I'm going to yeah, throw another headline at you, Andy. Still do this show. <laughs> so the AVN shared this, and this was from Sky News. Uh, Ethan, feel free to chime in as well. This is this is the headline. Here we go. And I'll read you a couple of sentences. So from Sky News, folks, just the other day, 18th, uh, so about four days ago, headline, Australians urge not to question COVID vaccine. <laughs> that's, the, that's the headline. Australians urged not to question <laughs> COVID vaccine. Like, it's right there in your face. They're just telling people now, don't question it. Just take it, take your jab, stupid, and shut up. And we'll deal with your you uh, afterwards when you're having your uh, convulsions and collapsing. Uh, and then we'll say it wasn't the vaccine. Here we go. It says, a leading South Australian immunologist has urged Australians not to ask questions about the COVID-19 vaccine and just simply take the jab when it's offered to them. Wow. Uh, We're in the privileged uh, position, this is a quote, yeah, that we can be hesitant. We've done so well in coping with the COVID in the last 12 to 14 months, Professor John Habel told Sky News. Well, John Habel, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, but I wouldn't encourage everybody John. out there. Another John, yeah, there you go. These fucking Johns are everywhere. Um, but I wouldn't encourage everybody out there offered a vaccine. Uh, don't ask any questions, really. Please take it. Uh, this is what the guy says. I mean, there it is, folks. Right there in front of your face. Shut up and take your jab. Don't ask any questions about it being you know, experimental, not actually approved, blah, 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 all the side effects. Speaking of which, look at what... Um, I mean, you guys have probably seen those uh, videos coming out as well where the vaccine insert, so the piece of paper that folds out to nearly one point one fucking square meters um it's included in the vo- with the vial in the box right it, it they are marked intentionally blank or they're just they just blank the vaccine insert on these products are blank <laughs> have you have you guys wow. seen those as well no i haven't no. oh i'll have to dig up the video and i'll have to share it unbelievable yep yeah, a nurse she goes here's a box it's unopened pulls you know pulls that the, the back the sticker opens it up and, or she's a pharmacist or whatever, and she unravels the whole thing and it is a massive big sheet of blank paper. That's it. That's what's in these things. And then uh, I've seen, I've already, I've already seen the detractors going, oh, well, they can't put anything on it because they don't know because it's, you know, it's not, um, it's still experimental and blah, blah, blah. So they, they can't put anything on it. Well, you know, you're actually right. They can't put anything on these things technically because, yeah, it's it's an experimental piece of fucking garbage that they're putting out there. So they've intentionally, and it, some I've seen somewhere it actually says on the on the front of this insert, intentionally blank. It says that in those words, intentionally blank. So you know, you don't even know what you're getting, folks. It's like a Russian roulette. You know what I mean? Shut up! Don't ask questions. Yep. And here's a blank insert for you. Yep. And now you got another. They, they really don't care. Yep. You got yep. another one of these Johns <laughs> Tell, telling you to <laughs> just shut up, shut your mouth, and take your vaccine. You fucking idiots. That's what he's saying. Hundred <laughs> percent. That that, that would heard. be that would be John the Bon if he went to the dark side. He's just an immune. 
He no. wouldn't get, do the spin. He's sitting there just like, oh, mate, just like, just shout, just do it. Just See, do I, it, I disagree folks. with you. I reckon John, John would talk your ear off and he would just wear you down with words before he jabbed you. <laughs> just <laughs> taking the... He's a, he's a good he man. Yeah, we love you, John. Just kidding, mate. Uh, but yeah, so... This is the this is the state of affairs here in Australia. We've got leading immunologist professors just telling you to shut up and uh, take your vaccine, folks. Wow, full on. Um, look, I would be before we move on to to India. I did want to bring up. Let's let's have a quick chat about it, and I'll, I'll throw to you first, Ethan, and uh, get your take on it because um, here we go. So uh, I put up a post that said maybe someone needs to give Scummo a refresher course referring to Section 92 of the Constitution of Australia, freedom of travel, trade, commerce, and intercourse among the states, whether by means of internal carriage or ocean navigation, shall be absolutely free. The highest law in the land says that you basically cannot put in place things like vaccine passports in order to travel between borders and stuff. But here we go. Here it is, Ethan. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to do, General. Mm. And it's... It's a very complex thing, um, you know, just to go over the story. Uh, for those who haven't heard, Scott Morrison announced in an interview with Channel 9 that he wants to um, think about. So he was, first of all, he's being criticised at the moment about not opening international borders. So that's what he was doing the interview about. There's all business leaders and experts saying that it's not based on any advice. We can open the international borders to certain countries that are doing well. And there's no real reason to continue crippling some of this economy that's happening at the moment. And he just doubled down and said, well, not only are we not going to open international borders, we're also going to find ways to restrict your movements uh, within your own uh, within your own states. And we've seen this for the last year. We've seen the uh, suspension of fundamental rights. You know, there's rights and there's also the realities of what's have happened. And the realities is that there has been border closures and people not being able to go. And there has been people stopped from going to, you know, funerals or weddings and all this type of stuff, completely against, as you said, some of the highest laws in the land. And now they're trying to push that even further. They're trying to double down on their means. And this was a, a little bit surprising. It was very interesting um, to see this this card pulled so quickly that, you know, even though there's no major cases or anything like that around the country, no major snap lockdowns or anything like that, that they just say that it's still not safe to go back to the way it was. And the only way in the future that people should be allowed to travel between states and in their own state is uh, with vaccine permits. And if you don't have a vaccine passport or a certificate, then uh, you don't get to do that. And it raises some very interesting questions. How are they going to enforce this? How are they going to achieve this? The complex legal discussions behind it. But yeah, this is the, the latest step. And just like everything, Scott Morrison said, oh, it's not coming now. This is just something that's being floated. It would have to go through the state governments, et cetera, et cetera. But we know now that the national cabinet was just replaced, you know, the um, the coalition of Australian governments, COG, they were just replaced by the um, COVID new national board that just uh, arose. So they already have that unity in place to just make those decisions. And just like everything else, it's going to come down the line. So very interesting, General. And as I said, it raises a lot of questions about where this could potentially lead. 
Mm. Uh, Andy, I, I'll just cross over to you. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on the? Uh, have, you, have you got your um, your vaccine passport stamp ready to go? I suppose you could just fly yourself wherever you want, mate. You're you're good to go, Ando. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I somebody I was had this discussion with somebody else the other day. I thought, well, I'm just going to produce my actual like passport, and that'll have to do. <laughs> but you know, seriously, like uh, if they if they are bold enough to put like um, check-in stations, like an actual border, you know, like structure where there's where your car's stopped and somebody has to check a vaccine book. Really seriously, like to me, that's actually time for you know action, real action. You know, I think that's that's actually the bit where if you're if you're not awake to this scam, what's going on? That's the, that's actually the tipping point where we go from um, talking about it and this kind of like soft sort of activism rallies and that sort of thing to you know really stepping this thing up and pushing back against this scam because i think i think that's that's actually the real turning point to this whole thing uh and a lot of people in my conversations just with with people that i know then you know they they agree this this is really really sticking it in your face Mm. so um well, mate, no. place, so, yeah. place, some places Look. around the world are already too far gone, Andy. Did you see the Philippines? They've already got they're issuing people with vaccine passport written on the actual piece of paper in the Philippines now as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 17, yeah well, 17th of May, folks. You know, scroll back through the Facebook page. You'll see that one I put up. Vaccine passport in the Philippines. There's a picture of it there. And uh, Asian, Asian countries... Um, are so, you know, easily manipulated and so easily drop into this scam like it's just incredible, mm. you know. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it, it surprises me, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, but well, you mentioned yeah, Asian yeah. countries. You mentioned Asian countries, Andy. It's, and we were talking about this off air, it's... This, and to your point exactly, mate, this is a very important tipping point because this is as close to a social credit system as we're going to get in terms of the beginning stages of that, mate. And that comes from an Asian country, from China, the the Chinese social credit system, which we've said has been coming all along through stealth, through the biometric dystopia that's coming you know, we floated the idea off air, fellas, you know, how this links with facial recognition infrastructure across the country. You know, what happens if you're someone that's marked as hasn't had their vaccine? If you, your movement is restricted and one of these cameras identifies you, is that not a social credit system? You know, you've done bad behavior. You need to be arrested or taken back to quarantine, et cetera, et cetera. I think we're really pushing the limits there in terms of this biometric beast marking on our doors if we let it get to that level if we let it get to that level for sure it's the beta test i mean maybe we were a little bit incorrect as to how they were going to roll out the social credit system uh you know maybe when we talked about it maybe what i don't know two years ago or something we've been sort of banging on about this stuff but maybe maybe we were just a bit unsure as to what would be the catalyst to put this sort of thing in place but 
uh, it appears that um, they're really trying to now. Now, you mean what are they saying? Never, never let a, uh, a good crisis go to waste. So they've manufactured the crisis of the COVID hoax, uh, and now they're using it to their advantage to to roll out these vaccine passports, which is the social credit system. It's 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 the beta test. It's the you know, it's you wouldn't even call it the you know the the the, uh, the 2.0. It's like the the onset of the infrastructure of this thing to be in place so that it gets accepted. And once people start going, oh yeah, you know, the wider public goes, oh, I've got my I've got my vaccine here, I've got my passport, I can go wherever I want. Well, you've just entered phase one of the rollout of a, of the Chinese style social credit system on a, for a much larger scale in the pipeline. That's Absolutely, General. Mm. For sure, mate. And we've been talking about this for a few years now, and I don't even think we were necessarily wrong. We were talking about for years that the infrastructure was in place and this was the danger, that all it takes is some sort of catalyst, some sort of social uh, decline or social manipulation to establish what are the right or wrong behaviours. But the biometric dystopia has been set up and the grid's been in place with all of these smart cities and everything just waiting for it. And I think, when was it? I put up an article last year when they released the COVID Safe app. I entitled it um, COVID Safe App Gateway to Social Credit and talked very heavily at the time about that this now is the catalyst. You know, this is the way that they're going to determine what is good, what is bad behavior. And they can scoop up all of the undesirables and the conspiracy thinkers within this realm. You know, they can get all of the topics within this realm. It's either you're for the state or against the state, kind of, in a, in a big way. And here it is, mate. All the it's it's starting to manifest, and you're absolutely right. It is. It really is the beta test to see how Australians will react, and if they don't push back against it, like Andy said, then it will just roll into place because this infrastructure has just been built for years. We think about it now: check-in apps to every mm-hmm. single restaurant and place, digital-only venues. You spoke about, mate, going mm-hmm. into a pub and a club, and it's digital-only now. Cameras and all of these apps everywhere, um, you know, cashless society, facial recognition for MyGov. It's all sort of just all formulating together. And what's going to be the big glue that sticks it? The the COVID vaccine. It's going to be the, the phase one of undesirable behaviours, which then will lead to more classifications of what is an undesirable behaviour. Yeah, you know, you might, to... it might be refuse vaccine and then people that start a community afterwards and then you know people that try to do free trade the list will grow but that's the beta test as you've said this is yeah. behavior number one yep yep absolutely it's def- there definitely seems to be the keystone of this of this project uh, it, it definitely is the vaccine rollout um but yeah we've got to i guess keep an eye on it and keep uh, reporting on this sort of stuff and making people aware of it um i did want to just quickly touch on india um my my impression, guys. Uh, of course, I think the whole you know everyone banging on about oh new strain and it's wiping out all these Indians, blah blah blah. I mean, that's just to me that's just another nation of a shitload of people that they need to get on board to get behind the vax rollout or to make they make the rest of the world think that they're getting on board and need the vaccine rollout and then using it as a manipulation tool. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any. I've shared videos of people in India, in Mumbai. I shared one uh, today, a couple of hours ago. A guy, he's like, yeah, it's just a normal day in Mumbai. I'm on the street. There's people shopping. Some people are in masks. Some people aren't wearing masks. You know, like, and it's no one's 
panicking. No one's dying around the place. And he's like, don't listen to the, what you're, you're hearing on the news. It's not true. Everything you're seeing about India is, is, you know, it's false. There is no massive, you know, big cull of the people in there and they're not dying in droves because of COVID. If it's, it's just another, another part of the hoax that's happening. That's what I think. Um, Andy, uh, would you agree or do you have a different hypothesis on what they're doing uh, with regards to India? Look, it's, uh, I think it's a complete marketing ploy. That's absolute bullshit from start to finish, the whole Indian thing. And you can disguise the whole, you know, the, the stats around India so easily because, you know, it's a developing country. They have a massive population. They've obviously got like, you know, thousands of natural deaths uh, each day that could be disguised as whatever you want it to be. Um, they've got a manipulable uh, 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 a government that will be easily be coerced and, and bought. Um, corrupt. Look, They're corrupt. All, all of every corrupt. Yeah, sorry, Matt. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, yeah. So all of the factors bringing India into this story are all there you know, for all to see. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm not buying any of it. And especially when I saw images of, of that, um, you know, uh, explosion from two years ago brought into the mainstream media in regards to you know, COVID emergencies and things like that too. So yeah, complete bullshit from start to finish, mate. And, all right. Good, good. Uh, Ethan, yeah. would you agree? Yeah, for sure, mate. I agree in a sense. It's it's complete propaganda. You know, we know that there's direct correlations between anything that we are potentially seeing with the introduction of the COVID vaccine, so any potential spikes. But again, India, and I've raised this in discussions, you know, India's, there's a lot of regions that are in poverty on the outer skirts of, of lots, India. Yeah, you know what I mean? A lot, of, a lot of these... A lot of these scenes, it's almost like a World Vision ad, you know what I mean? They're going to the poorest parts, they're getting all of this footage to manufacture um, this TV narrative that they want people to believe. Mm -hmm. But when you really look at the surface, as you said, there's people on the ground taking videos, it's not really that irregular. It just seems irregular to countries with smaller populations like Canada, like Australia. If we're watching and we see, oh, 100,000 people have died, you know, in a country with one point three one point four billion people or whatever they have over there now um that's that's really just a on a per capita basis not that that's great cool. in terms that's of cool. their population yeah it's something, but we it's something see like twenty thousand a day yeah you're right it's something like the average death toll in 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 india on an average uh day is twenty thousand people a day die in india just of natural causes exactly. whatever that's just just how many people die a day is twenty thousand yeah, so it's not even yeah, so it's that's tiny, you know. Mm. That's in terms of different populations and stuff. There's a lot of other countries doing it worse off statistically, you know. If you just go off of these supposed COVID deaths, but yeah, just another normal day. And I had there was I got a lot of traffic from India this week. There was some dude on YouTube talking about the my Bill Gates article. I couldn't understand what he was saying, but there was a lot of traffic coming, and he just was sitting in his lounge room. There's no chaos and poverty around him. Mm. You know, they were mm. just talking about... I thought it was um, pretty powerful because they might be starting to catch on to some of the eugenics um, family agenda that's happening that could be potentially be happening in those countries over there. But, yeah, all a big marketing ploy just to show people that <laughs> the coronavirus 
is the boogeyman is strike still continuing to strike and we need to batten down the hatches and watch out at every turn general yeah exactly and i mean i shared um jesus was probably just at the onset of all the craziness in india um they they use i think he was a former actor and they wanted to use him as a health advocate uh, or health ambassador in the country and they put him up on the stage and you know showed him getting his covid vaccine uh, you know, on TV and encouraging all Indians to get their COVID vaccine. That motherfucker died like three days later. He's dead now. He died because of he got because he got the fucking COVID vaccine. It killed him. Um, yeah. Just another example. You know what I mean? They put these people up in the media to show people how safe the and, and effective these things are, and that everyone should do it. And uh, it's uh, it's lo and behold killing them left, right, and center, or harming them, damaging them. You know, uh, whatever. But yeah, interesting stuff, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I just thought it was funny. I had to laugh. I mean, yeah, not nice that someone died, but I had to laugh. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, mate. Like, anyway, they're just trying to do these little things to to push this on us, and lo and behold, and haven't we seen that a lot lately, guys? I mean, I listen to the radio every now and like Triple M and stuff when I'm in the car waiting for the kids in the afternoon and stuff like that, um, and. Like, you know, Mick Malloy and um, Mardo and stuff from The Breakfast Show. All these people have had their COVID vaccines and stuff. And then I heard the other day, oh, you know, one of them, he had to, he had to miss a day's work because he was the sickest he's ever felt in a long time. I'm like, then, then you didn't need it, you spastic. Like, if you were fine through this whole, you know, apparent pandemic that's wiping everyone out and you, you've, you've been fine, haven't been sick, and yet you're sick only when you get the vaccine, what does that tell you? I mean, far out people, come on. It's disturbing that it takes, this is what it takes for people to kind of, you know, wake up in a sense, even though sometimes they still don't. I mean, I saw one, uh, let me just, I'm just scrolling through now. It was on the day of, or just around the same day as the um, rally we recently had here. Someone put up a thing, a little post, which I screenshotted and shared talking about their workplace and how, you know, because a lot of workplaces now are trying to get their staff, encourage their staff to have their COVID jabs. And uh, lo and behold, it's uh, backfiring on people. So this lady, Tracy Riley, she says, yesterday I was traveling with a good friend to attend a freedom rally. uh, And my friend informs me her eldest daughter's workplace, their staff, which is in Brisbane, were scheduled to get the jab on Friday, just gone. Her daughter was not getting it, but the other 18 staff members were lined up behind their boss, ready to get it. The boss was in first, and after administration, he immediately dropped to the ground, unconscious, and started having a seizure. They called an ambulance, and the staff were, uh, while shaking their heads, ran out of the room, uh, refusing the injection. Uh, she's not sure of the outcome of the of the man, but um, basically that incident saved eighteen other lives. You know, um, yeah. which could be the case. So it's just interesting, isn't it? Like that, this is this is where we're at right now here in 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 Brisbane itself. We've got bosses encouraging their work, you know, their staff to get this vaccine, and the bosses <laughs> nearly dropping dead in front of them. Like it just shits me that that's what it's taking to kind of. Shake people loose and wake them up a bit, but hey, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. You know, now they'll go home and start looking into it. They've shared their story, and people go, "Hey, now look at this. Have a look at this, and look at this." They'll join these groups. They'll see the damage that these things are causing around the world, and that's how we're hitting these numbers, Ethan. Like you mentioned earlier, of eight out of ten now, eighty percent of people don't want the fucking jab, which is awesome, and I love it. That's where that's where we should have been. Yeah. Should have been there ten years ago. You know, 
uh, already. It should yeah. have been that number. Absolutely. I agree, mate. But it's still good to see. And mm. <laughs> I'll tell you, that'll, that'll change your perspective, won't it, mate? You just see your boss drop down in front of you, start having a, a little seizure on the ground. How was your day at work, honey? Yeah. Oh, don't get me started, love. <laughs> I am now an, I am now an anti-vaxxer for life. I mean, it takes a special <laughs> kind of stupid to be second in line to then step over him and go, I'm next. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to be a oh, special yeah. kind of stupid to fucking, to then like, still go and get your jab. Uh, but I mean, there's, no, I, I would, I would me, hope. You yeah. would hope, yeah. But you know that, you know, there's still people out there that would still be in that kind of denial. And that actually brings me to my, my next point, boys. Uh, I'm actually sort of in the middle of doing up an article. And do you remember, cast your mind back, Ethan, this was in 2013, right? Uh, I put up an article let me just bring it up here because I was saving a bunch of them. 2013, right? So not long after starting RNA back in 2012, right? And uh, I, I only know that you blogged it because it says in the bottom of the article, you know, re-blogged on TOTT News. I put up an article yep. October 2nd, 2013 called The Psychological State of the State. And I was kind of rereading this because I, I've been talking to the um, New Dawn magazine guys. I'm like, oh, look, I've been... Umming and ahhing about this article, I've been sort of slowly putting it together and sort of haven't you know, published it yet, and I'm still uh, in the works. They're, but they're very interested, and they they wanted to they want to put this one up when I've when I've got it ready um, because I'm basically doing a piece which will elaborate on this original article. So this one I, I talked about the societal Stockholm syndrome, how the psychopathic nature of the nanny state came to nurture our state of mind. Um, and yeah, this this uh, I'll put this up in the show notes for people to have a quick look through. But in the th- the last third of the of the article, I said, "How is this?" Oh, well, I'll just I'll just read it this little bit here, just so people can see what I'm referring to here. So, um, so what is it then? What is it that urges us to take a stand and resist when everyone else follows suit? The basis of the Stockholm syndrome, a term coined by a psychologist in 1973 after the bank robbery in Stockholm, Sweden, is that a person held captive has a subconscious need for a personal preservation that will drive them to do whatever it takes to survive, even if it means building a rapport with their captors. Because this article I'm going to be writing about is about Stockholm syndrome, capture bonding, um, and this, this sort of whole narrative that ties into the lockdowns and the COVID vaccine rollout and holding people hostage to it and all that sort of stuff. So that's that's where I'm going with the article. But it remembered, I recall that I writ, I'd already written something about this years ago, nearly eight, eight years ago nearly. Anyway, so I'll go on here. I love it. Yeah. Um, I love that I can fall back on these pieces that I've written ages ago it's, and, and bring them back because it's still relevant now. Um yeah yeah uh here we go so some going so far as to love and defend those that have them in bondage from the very people trying to rescue them how is this paradigm any different today it's not societal stockholm syndrome can easily develop in such a system where people don't consciously recognize they're held captive within a certain paradigm this is because the system can be perceived as acting benevolently towards the public through means such as handouts to people who don't actually need them, election promises, frequently unfulfilled, and the welfare system. It's hard to try and wake someone up who is so dependent on the very system that has enslaved them. But there is hope. A global alternative media network is growing exponentially. Basically, my stuff, your stuff, and everyone doing a similar thing, podcasts, etc. Born out of the need to resist, 
and it's gaining momentum as it continually unplugs people from the system and wakes them up from their learned helplessness. The only true way to break free of the societal Stockholm Syndrome is to resist. The very act, nay, even the thought of resisting, is in essence resistance itself, because the captive society that has been created around us, like a virtual prison, is fundamentally a mental prison, and any act of resistance has to begin in your mind. Um, so I just wanted to sort of just tie that in at the end there, because that's really what it's. It, we're going through it again right now. You know what I mean, Ethan? Yeah. I agree, mate. We yeah. are. And it's fabulous. You know, it's good to look back on your old work and, and see some of those points are still relevant. I remember that article, you know, quite well, reblogging that on the early days. Mm. And back then, things like 2030 seemed like an eternity away in 2013, 2014. Mm. Now, not so much. And we can see that some of these thoughts have manifested almost to a T. You know, this whole the state that's imposing on us. But not just that. You mentioned there the network of alternative media. Well, that has exploded quite exponentially as well. So on both sides, we can see that it's coming. But it's interesting, you know, this concept of the nanny state and, and Stockholm syndrome, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they don't call it the nanny state for, for no reason. It's Yes, it's the nanny state because it's getting up you and you can't do this and you can't do that. But the very... Um, nature of a nana is that yeah you still love her anyway because she's still my nan you know that's why it's in any state it's that same psychological connection that this is um you know this is a parent this is a provider the government is my friend it looks after me it it provides all of these services and what am i going to do without the government for electricity and they position themselves as a a nurturing caring malevolent overlord <laughs> but it's it's completely the opposite and i think that when you really understand that psychology and really how they have people gripped to the point where they will going back to our last story there's there used to be a facebook page called what pro vaxxers say and there are pro vaxxers that go yes this vaccine disabled my son but we're going in to get another one because I still trust the state that much. Yeah. You know, there's a real intense psychological connection that some people have and some people will never break because it's been ingrained in them since birth. And that really, and... that point really interests me, Ethan. That's that's one of the things I, and because it's very, it, I can even tie that into the whole history stuff that you were on about at the beginning of the episode too. It's, it's you know, yep. because we're so mollycoddled under these, these systems growing up and you know they're the authority figure so we just have to take what they say as as the gospel truth um you know what i mean so it's it, again it's that sense of capture bonding like they've got us they've, we're, we're a captured audience in a sense and we have then of course it's psychologically start to bond with those captors um it's yes. that, that's just part of the whole psychological um manifestation of what's actually going on um, so yeah, I just wanted to that's kind a of great t- point, yeah, I wanted to tie that in because I, I think that's actually a key component in, into uh, trying to deeply understand why it is we do it. Like, fair enough, it's been done, we're doing it, it's still happening, but I, I think it's important to delve into the why and really trying to break down that the the, the the psychological aspect of of society as a whole or individuals uh, is a key component into trying to realize why we do it and, and why we believe these things and why we go along with this stuff. And we have actual mm. events like the Stockholm syndrome where the bank robbery, I think there was like four bank robbers in a, in a bank and like eight 
or something um, hostages in there and uh, it got to the point where it, I'm not sure if people are familiar with it but it was something like you know after uh, they, these people had like dynamite strapped to them and stuff you know and um, the police wanted to come in and, and at, at the at the cost of perhaps losing some of the hostages they wanted to come in and storm the building and take out these so-called you know not terrorists but robbers uh, and you know the the people inside were started to bond with their captors for self-preservation you know and they and to the point where even even after the event finished they were helping to fund their legal defense these very people who were held hostage were helping to fund these actual robbers um, to build up their legal defense to help them get off the charges and they didn't and none of them testified against them none of the witnesses none of the um, people who were held hostage te- uh, testified against any of those those captors so it's a very interesting story uh, but I'm going to go into a bit about that history of that event too and and of course then title into what we're actually going through right now and what we've been through in the last uh, what 14 15 months now with regards to the whole COVID lockdown and you know how the state tries to keep us safe, and they're doing it for our our benefit. Blah blah blah, and people then start to defend that kind of behaviour when we really shouldn't be. Uh, so it's a really interesting stuff. So um, yeah, uh, Andy, I'll just cross over to you as well, mate. Uh, you sort of see where we kind of tie all that back together, mate, and how important it is to kind of understand these very the the very basic elements of this. Is is it really comes down to a human psyche kind of thing as well? Yeah. Well, you know, and I think the the masters of the big plan here, uh, they they know it well, man. They've, they've sort of uh, they've yeah, they, got this business plan well worked out. They know us um, inside and out, don't they? Yeah, that's right. And of course, you know, the the AI around like all of the social media input and basically all, all of the devices that are around us and everything, capturing all of our moods and all of our conversations and our emails and everything like that. I'm sure there's a supercomputer somewhere that would be, you know, basically gathering all of the data necessary to um, to put all of these plans in place and know well, exactly think, when to execute. I think Google does that, uh, Andy, you know, based on people's searches and yeah. what we're searching for, you know, um, they, they're cataloging and they're passing on, you know, or people are buying this particular type of research off Google, you know, when they want to know what, what the deal, what people are searching for and, when they're searching for, yeah. you know, um, these things are very important to the social engineers and, and they've got that information uh, at their beck and call, really, with regards to these big, you know, uh, what do they call them? F- f- uh, FANG, is it uh, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google? You know, these uh, these big groups know what we're looking for. They know what we're searching for, you know, even YouTube, of course, as well, yeah. um, which is Google anyway. So you could probably just tie that into the G and the FANG. But yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, There's de- definitely a... a technocratic side to this home this 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 thing as well uh, in terms of our, our modern society and where we're going with it good point i um i like that yeah. i'm off to try to tie that into the article when i write it up too ah uh i don't have anything extra oh, actually i do have one thing i wanted to add just something you know on a, I, i've been doing in the meantime just a little bitch thing but before i say that is, is there anything else you want to bring to the table for this particular episode at all andy Oh, not really, but maybe maybe a bit of a prelude to the next one. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen. I didn't get a chance to get into it more, but there's been a a weird thing going on with Obama, like admitting the presence of aliens and and this sort of stuff. This sort of alien thing, like coming into the mainstream media, seems to be getting more and more prevalent. Um, I, 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 I once again. 
I don't know where the mainstream media is going with this, but it's just another interesting observation, General. Mm. All right, we'll keep an ear. We'll put a little doggy dog ear on that one and keep an eye on that one as well. I I would like to tie into that one though. Um, this whole and similar to what um, I've heard on things like the Corporate Report podcast and stuff recently as well. This, there's definitely a manifestation aspect to this, um, and I'll break that down on a very basic level for people. Right, S- say you're driving along a road and you see a pothole in the road coming up, and you look at you're looking at that pothole and you're thinking to yourself, you know, avoid the pothole, avoid the pothole, do what you can to avoid the pothole. And every you know, by sitting there telling yourself not to hit the pothole, most people will run over the pothole. You know what I mean? Like they'll hit that bump in the road, or they'll in their in their mind they're saying, "Fuck, I've got to avoid that. I've got to avoid that. I've got to avoid that." But they in what they're actually doing is manifesting a reality, which leads them straight towards that thing that they're trying not to that they're trying to avoid. So in a sense, if you see what I'm saying with regards to this whole alien narrative and stuff, what have we been seeing a lot lately? We've seen a lot of jokes and memes and comics and things putting up, talking about, and it's in the zeitgeist now about, you know, oh, what's next? They're going to try the, you know, the fake alien invasion next. You know what I mean? So in a sense, we're steering towards that pothole. Do you know what I'm saying? That could be the next thing that we're Absolutely. actually, we're actually going to manifest that ourselves by talking that, about it. That has <laughs> crossed my mind. Yes, you that's know? right. So I think that's something to be, to be wary of as well. It, it's very powerful, this this whole... You, we can literally manifest what we want. Um, For sure. You know, tie that into the whole Absolutely. Gandhi thing on, on a basic level too. Be the change you want to you want to see in the world. You know, like, don't go towards a pothole. You know, do something different in a sense. So, yeah, I just think that's important to keep an eye on as well, boys. So I guess in a sense, instead of maybe... To, uh, I mean, we, we're, we're probably perpetrating this ourselves when we talk about social credit system coming we talk about vaccine passports coming you know and lo and behold it, that's what we're starting to see coming i mean we we talked about it for nearly 12 months and it was in the zeitgeist oh vaccine passports could get you out of this someone said you know it might be one of the powers that shouldn't be mentions it or, or someone like bill gates mentions it but then 12 months later or in that 12 months since then we all talk about it going oh they're gonna do this you just wait they're gonna do this and then, of course, they, they ScoMo comes out and says, oh, we might need a vaccine passport to travel between borders. Well, what the fuck, man? Like, oh, we warned you about this. Well, maybe we didn't actually warn you about this. Maybe we helped kind of manifest this. This, You know, we're heading towards it. And it's, I'm not saying it's our fault, but in a sense, it, you know, we've kind of steered the ship in that direction unwittingly. You know what I mean? It's a great point. Yeah. It's a great point, General. It goes yeah. to a lot of a lot of deeper discussions that you know obviously rack my brain a lot. Um, talking about that type of thing, and that's why I try to I try to focus on because I do believe that there is a large element to that that there is a collective manifestation. Mm-hmm. This is why they this is why they subliminally program things in media yes. and film yes. um, because. Carl Jung, for example, understood that there is a collective hive out there where physical realities become manifested based on the mythos or the archetype of the collective subconscious. And that's why they program it. And it's really us subconsciously manifesting these things into the world. There's a deeper um, psychological process that's going on for sure. Absolutely. And that's why I try to focus on if I can manifest it, then if it's up to me to write my so the story's happening but it's up to you to write what role you play within that story you Mm -hmm. have the pen to be able to write it and if i say 
that this agenda is not coming for me, then it's not coming for me. That's what I'm going to manifest. And I always try to tell people to, even though you understand that these things are coming, you are at a, in a way helping to manifest it. So you always need to read reiterate these types of points. Well, it's not coming for me. It's come, you know, like I try to disconnect. I've spoken a lot about, is there different species of humans? What is the difference between non-player characters and critical thinking people? There's definitely differences in the world. Is this agenda coming for all of us? It may be coming, but is it coming for all of us? Well, that's up to you to decide whether you want to manifest that reality. If you want to manifest the reality that you're going down the slaughter pen and that is the grand vision, you know, you see all these people that talk about economic collapse and everything. They can't wait for it. They wake up every day upset that the economy hasn't collapsed. That's what they want to manifest. They want that chaos subconsciously. But if you understand this and try to sort of delegate it, I always try to say, well, yes, this is being manifested into the world, but it's not going to manifest onto me, and I'm going to ensure that that's the case. Yeah. Does that sort of make sense? Just to add on to that, that's sort of my take on some of the great points you've raised there, mate. Yeah, it does, and I know what you're getting at too. Yeah, you you can't sort of, you're right. You can't sit passively by and just be a passenger. You you kind of if you do that, you're just going to get swept up in it, and you'll go you'll go with with, with whatever arises. And at the same time, you you really shouldn't be sitting there saying, you know, yeah, there's a, you know, Bitcoin's going to crash, Bitcoin's going to crash soon, Bitcoin's going to crash soon. And then all of a sudden, you know, everyone else starts saying the same thing. And before you know it, Bitcoin starts to crash. Well, well you fucking help do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that's what I mean. Like, it's you, you, you can't be part of that problem. Be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem. Um, well, I thank you, General. I thank you for bringing up, um, I believe it was the last episode's um, recent guest post on my website talking about how to deal with coronavirus anxiety, for example, mm. uh, because you, you got the deeper understanding of that. Um, I'm coming at it from that perspective. You know, people just say, oh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen some criticism to that article of people saying, oh, well, what's, what's you know, disconnecting from the tv and going to the lake for a day and or meditating or taking up a hobby going to do to stop this evil plan that's coming in we need action and it's like no once you understand this deeper psychological concept that we're talking about here general this is these are some of the most important most powerful things that you can do because you're not by doing that by disconnecting by lessing your tv time by connecting with friends and family by going to the lake by completely disconnecting for a little bit and recharging you are not then a part of this manifestation you're sitting at that lake and you're going well hang on a minute i can see to the horizon i can see everything around me my reality is pretty peaceful there's nothing coming for me these things are much more powerful so i thank you for sharing that article general because you got the deeper spin that i was trying to you know, put onto that. Mm. And that is the the fact that we do manifest these things by sitting there worrying about it and consuming a lot of conspiracy content, et cetera, et cetera. We're helping to wield this together. And some of the most powerful things that we can do is disconnect ourselves as much as we can and manifest our own realities. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's maybe that it was quite um, um, serendipitous that i kind of mentioned you know we went on that psychological mental aspect of things because yeah um just serendipitously 
went back to that article. Like I said, yeah, you put that up and I think it, that's a very important it's aspect important. that people kind of overlook, you know. Um, there's a lot of people out there that need help with this stuff and it can get to people. So, um, yeah, man. yeah, like just don't take it all. Take, don't take, you're manifesting it, you know, for mm. sure. If mm. you're looking at these people that are lining up for the jabs and stuff and you think that you're the same as that person, then you're going to be in a, in a, in a massive psychological trap. Mm. And I don't care what the scientific religions told you, you're not the same as these people. You don't have that same fate unless you want that fate. Yeah. So, and how funny is this, boys? You know, we, uh, you have to cast your mind back to shit, fuck, season one, maybe? Or when we had David Icke on the show, we even talked a little bit about manifestation as well on that episode. So, uh, and, and mm. manif- yeah, what it, what it is to manifest certain realities and things. And, you know, just, I just thought that was quite funny that we kind of come back to it again full circle now that we're in the you know we're in the midst of this because we did that show well before um, the Corona hoax was here. Um, you know we had him on the show prior yeah. to all that, so interesting that we've yeah. kind of come full circle. You know we've have we have we helped manifest that this this particular reality right now. So, but yeah, manifesting the reality that we really want to see in the world is is key and uh, yeah, just something to people to be mindful that- of. Yeah, mindfulness is a big thing for yeah. sure. And you, and you need to watch. This is why it's so important to watch alternative media outlets as well, as Andy said earlier, you know, discerning who's really got your best intentions at heart, websites like ourselves where we will report on what's happening. But, you know, I'm throwing in clown world videos of people acting stupid with masks and laughing at everything, you know, and putting yeah. a, trying to put a comedic spin on it and say, well, this is happening to these people. This isn't happening to me. Ha, ha, ha. Look at what's happening. What a mad world, you know. Mm. Trying to put some type of spin onto it. That's what I've um, been trying to do, and I encourage everyone to try and, you know, take those avenues, try to see things in a in a lesser light because, as you said, General, we, you, you start to foreshadow and you start to manifest it. What would we all do if we all just turned around and just laughed at this agenda you know oh, <laughs> like we it, just ignored it and said screw your vaccine passports and the whole population just laughed and went about their business nothing would happen mate i think i need to might link into the show here i'll find a website that describes it but it's that fable of you know the emperor's new clothes you know um yes i'm sure andy are you familiar with that fable as well um the emperor's new clothes does that ring? Uh, yes. yes. Yes, I have heard yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He, he ends up walking around nude and kid points out to him and starts laughing at him, you know. Um, yeah, so that's the sort of thing I think I might link that in the show notes for people to just have a quick look at and, and because that that's basically very similar to what we're talking about right now. Uh, anyway. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's... <laughs> but no, it's very important. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, again, it's a very the very reason we we kind of do what we're doing it's good to kind of touch on the the, the definite psychological aspects uh on the, in the deep meanings and the deep things behind all of this stuff it's not just hey look you know vaccines are killing people hey look at this you know there's a lot of things that go on in the background on, on very different levels and we try and get pretty deep here and we'll try and do so of course in our member only content stuff that we put out so encouraging in once again a couple of bucks a month, guys. If you can, if you can support uh, the work that, that happens uh, here, it's uh, greatly appreciated. Um, one thing I just wanted before we wrap it up, guys. How's this? Um, not really a big deal, but I just thought it was funny. I wanted to kind of have a little bit of a quick bitch session. So my kids go to Browns Plains High School, and there's a very busy road called Waller Road that runs by it. So my wife and I, every afternoon, we'll go and park on the side of the road, wait for our kids to come out. And we sit there and we're, her and I are very big on 
the people, you know, we, we hate people flying through the school zones, you know, doing more than 40 Ks per hour through these school zones. When they're there for a reason, you know, we, we in the past, there's a lot of kids, you know, getting clipped by cars and, you know, it's, you're going to lessen the impact of a child dying if you hit them doing 40 than opposed to 60, all that sort of stuff. So we're kind of big on that. We hate people seeing, you know, speeding through school zones and stuff. Just just a pet hate of my wife and I. It just drives us crazy. Because, crazy. you know, we're like, our kids go to school. You know, when you, if you, Andy would probably, you know, he's got kids. You, you get that sort of sense of protection, you know, when you've got kids and stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, so anyway, I I thought, this is fucked. You know, I, I got sick of it. I, I had a bitch, so I sent an email to the school principal had a bit of a whinge about, you know, like you should come down here in the afternoon and see how many people are speeding through. Something's got to be done. I'm not sure what, but at least try and, you know, raise the, the issue. Didn't hear back from him. Thought, fuck, that's annoying. So I thought, fuck it, I'll go over his head. I'll contact the local counsellor. And I, I contacted this this young fellow who won the recent election. He's the counsellor, or I thought he was the counsellor for this particular district, but he's his area so happens ends at the beginning of the 40 zone so i'm like he's like oh look this isn't actually my area it's actually tim fraser the local counselor you know here's his details and he's like oh, look, I'll, I'll bring it up with him i currently i agree with what you're saying you know i have the same issues with my schools in my particular district i'm like oh cool this he actually rang me like on the day i'm like cool this this guy's good he got back to me so i'm like oh, i'll i'll get in contact with this tim tim fraser uh, I didn't hear back from this guy, and from what I heard, he's he's a bit fucking, he's just lazy. And then, lo and behold, like with a week later, this other lady starts. We see her walking up to cars with a clipboard. She's trying to talk to the other parents who are picking up, and she's taking pictures. And I'm like, oh, what's this lady? She comes up to our car, and we have a chat to her. I'm like, oh, you look familiar. She's like, yeah, I actually ran for this district and I lost. And she's like, but I'm still trying to work, you know. Uh, work hard for the for the locals and, and raise issues and try and get the current guy who won Tim Fraser to to actually do stuff you know because he's just lazy and she was having a big bitch about him I'm going fuck you're not wrong I tried to contact him about the speeding she's like that's what I'm on about right now she's like I'm you know I've had other parents contact me saying something needs to be done in this area and I'm like oh wow that's awesome you know just which is funny that I sent recent emails to the principal and Jacob Heremiah the other counselor and and nothing got done. She's like, oh, okay, right, that's good to know. Can you send me those emails? So we've been sort of contacting each other and trying to get something done about it. And then she goes, oh, look, I've got a uh, a local um, News Limited journalist from the Albert and Logan News named Judith Kerr. Um, she might contact you. She, they're going to do a story up on them. I'm like, oh, that's that's good. You know, good to see that you know, local news might want to put a bit of pressure on them, maybe get something done, you know, a bit of bad publicity for these cancellors, not doing nothing would be good. So I'm like, oh, I'm all, all for that, good stuff. Anyway, so I'm speaking to this journalist and I'm like, she's like, oh, can you, can you, um, she gave, she wanted my story, so I told her everything. She goes, oh, look, uh, are you, are you going to be down there this afternoon? This was on Friday. This is, you know, yesterday. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Yeah, she, I'll be there. I said, you should come down and, you know, see for yourself and maybe take some pictures. And she's like, oh, I can't actually get there. Like, would you mind sending me some video footage or something? Uh, or sort of take some pictures for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, all right, no worries, I guess I can do that for you. I'm like, it's not really my job, like, you're the journalist here. And she's like, oh, look, I just can't get there this afternoon, but we're trying to print this story on Monday. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's fair. Like, if you can't get it there, we'll, we'll try and get it done. I'll help. Still thinking to myself, look, I'm, I'm doing your job for you. Anyway, she messages me today and goes, oh, look, that video footage you've got didn't really sort of, wasn't what I wanted. You know, I wanted to see more kids crossing the road and pictures of the school in it and like, I'm like, well, that's not what we sort of talked about. I'm like, come down. She's like, we're going to hold off and publish it on Tuesday instead now. Can you do more on Monday? And I'm like, 
no. I messaged back and said, no, I'm not comfortable sitting there taking pictures of <laughs> and, vi- and filming students. Like, I'm almost like a, I look like a creep on the side of the road. I'm like, that's your job, man. You like, send a photographer and get someone down here or come down yourself and do it. And she's like, and she's like, oh, okay, thanks. She's like, oh, look, I don't, ha- I don't, I, we don't have any photographers I can send down. I'm like, you're the, f- I'm like, you're the fucking news. How do you not have a photographer or can you not get, this is your story. <laughs> Get your lazy ass down here. So I'm like texting my wife going, look at this shit. She wants me to do all her work for her. You know, send her the pictures, send her the videos. I'm like, fucking hell, man. Like, you're just a keyboard warrior. Like, get out, get out from behind your keyboard and get down here and do the work yourself, you lazy fucking mile. So I just, ham- I, just I had enough. I handballed it back to this other lady who lost the election. I said, look, this is the, what your journalist who you put me onto is get, trying to get me to do. I said, I'm not doing this. So try, you try you talk to her and get her to do it herself. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so I just wanted to bitch about the ineptitude of fucking news limited journalists and how useless they are. <laughs> that's that's what we're, amazing. Yeah, that's what we're that's dealing a- with. Though. Yeah, stupid is that. <laughs> I know a bloke. I know a bloke who's um, an independent uh, photographer, and he gets contracted to the Australian newspaper to take their photos for them because they. Murdoch Media and all this media, they're in, like, crippling debt. They just spend themselves into billions of dollars of debt That's every right. year. Channel 9, all of this stuff. A lot of people that I've met that work at the Courier Mail, that work at these publications, they've got jobs elsewhere. Like, they only get enough shifts or they can only publish enough content through the week that they have to have a part-time job somewhere else on the side, even though they're a journalist, because there's no money in the overall structure of journalism anymore because that fell that train fell off the bag a, a long time ago yeah and when you pull back the layers mate of these so-called all-powerful um propaganda yeah, outlets, machinists, yeah. yeah you see these absolute hopeless just you know just people sitting behind there that can't even send a photographer down trying to get you to do all the work mate can't, like, even, can't get even get down there themselves yeah yeah like this is the news media. Yeah, yeah. This this is the the big almighty powerful propaganda machines that you know, somehow have a fucking grip on on the country. Like I don't get it. Yeah, and then and just idiots that can't even do their own job properly. Yeah, they it can't just, even take a photo of in school. Yeah, funny hey. But anyway, that's that's what we're dealing with. I just well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, that's interest. So interesting, actually. Mm. That um uh that you that you came across all of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It just, it just shows. Yeah. It just shows how like inept the whole thing. Okay. How it had, like Ethan was just saying, it has, it's just spun out of control. I, I, you know, I didn't actually think that it, that, that was the situation that were in that um, journalists in this country had to have second jobs just to, just to make ends meet. Mm. But, but it it all it it ties in together beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. It must be true. Well, mate, yeah, ten, and that's make, why they're so centrist on doing. Sorry to interrupt, General. Right. That's why they're so centrist on uh, sensationalist headlines and stuff because they don't get much work. So if you can just do an outrageous headline that gets lots of uh, views yeah, and could, stuff, could you be. might make your way on that path to become a fully employed, full time journalist. Which there's not a lot of spots. It's all taken up by the the normal figureheads that we see, but the actual journalists are all just independent, you know, almost like bands just trying to get gigs. You know, mm. <laughs> it's very I, interesting. Yeah, I bet I bet they're still putting kids through uni like to get journal, journalism degrees. So yeah, they yeah. won't stop. They won't stop taking that. No, 
No. <laughs> if only we could somehow harness that power, <laughs> you know, and turn it against the machine. <laughs> you yeah, are that's... the shift, General. You are the shift. Yeah, that's, that's it, day. mate. I, I see a day one day, mate, and there they go broke, and there'll be just hundreds of journalists just inquiring for jobs at TOTT News and Real News Australia, mate. We'll be doing HR departments. Yeah, that's We'll be doing it. interviews. <laughs> to see your man. track record, mate. Any, any, uh, on the way. any New World Order propaganda in your resume, mate? You're not welcome here. Yeah, exactly. You're not yeah, welcome. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I remember yeah, you can... Andy um, like 10 years ago when I was still working at the club because um, I was in you know, marketing and promotions and stuff and I had to um, liaise with local journalists in the local newspaper and... Yeah, they would. It got to the point where we would write, uh, we just write a press release, and it's like an advertorial, not even an editorial. Anything. It's an advertorial, so you're writing an, an advertising campaign disguised as a as an article, and you just send it to them, and then yeah. they would just publish it because you know they they can't do the work themselves, so they just want shit sent to them, and that's all that happens. That's you know all the things like from the government and stuff, and media releases. It's just just an endless cycle of advertorial propaganda things that um, most of them don't even write it themselves. They just publish in the words of others under their own name. You know? yeah. 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 And that's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all just, uh, it's all just copied from the Associated Press, a lot of it. Yeah, Reuters they just release all these statements. Yeah. Yeah, and they just copy and paste. Like the, <laughs> yeah, they just copy and paste it. Like, they don't even do it. They yeah. don't even do any work. Yeah, that's it. But they've got, they, like I said, they've got such a grip on on the country. It's just insane. Very, uh, mm. still, yeah, no money, but somehow powerful. <laughs> How's that work? <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, don't yeah. get it. Uh, anyway, all right, let's let's wrap it up there, boys. We've just hit an hour and a half for the show, so uh, good stuff. Good topics raised. Um, I'm can't wait to actually re-listen to this one. It's going to be good fun. Um, but yeah, just putting some some stuff together, and we'll get it out to the folks there. Um, I, I was a bit late too, um, so apologies for anyone who's who's a member of mine. I promised to re-release uh, some of my old. Uh, speaking of 2013, boys, uh, I had four episodes of the my general knowledge podcast back in 2013 when I started podcasting myself and I found them on an old hosting site. I'm like, shit, they're still there. So I'm going to download them. I'm going to share them just for my Patreon people as a little uh, bonus extra there for them to listen to and, and hear what I was on about, banging on about uh, eight years ago. <laughs> I, 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 re, I listened to them recently and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like some of that stuff, I'm like, wow, it's kind of relevant. And some of it's like, oh yeah, like it was interesting that we're talking about that back then. So anyway, I'll, um, yeah, just a bit apologies. I'll try and get that up tonight uh, along with this episode as well. So uh thanks again boys for coming on for uh episode uh what did i say 15 uh, 14 season three episode 14 of the general knowledge pod uh sorry it's season three episode 15 of the general knowledge podcast uh this has been lee general maddox andy soames and uh, ethan nash from tott news thanks boys thanks everyone as your general
So I walk on 